We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. (laughs) Great look, Vince. It's Mailbag Night, IB Nation Sports Talk. Glad to have you with us here tonight. We're, uh, we, we, we were just looking at some of the questions popping in as uh, we were sitting backstage getting ready to start the show. Glad to have you with us here tonight. Of course, we've uh, changed the schedule around a little bit Yes, this week. Mailbag is usually on Wednesday, not on Tuesday, but we're doing it today because there is no show tomorrow. And that's because we're finally going to get to uh, talk to some of the offensive newcomers. Predominantly players like Sam Hartman is going to be there. Have you seen the list, Vince? I I didn't like study it, but yes, I did. And Sam Hartman was the first name on the list, if I'm it is. not mistaken. But uh, and they you, also know, have- you, were, you were bent out of shape a week or so ago <laughs> about whether or not we were going to get to talk to these new offensive assistants. And they're both Gino on there. Benulli, and Joe Rudolph are both going to be there tomorrow as well. You are correct, but they didn't get their own press conference, so I feel like the truth lies someplace in between for us. <laughs> I'm not willing to take defeat on this. I mean, we it's get more we get more up close and personal when you know when it's, when it's a non press conference setting. Now, granted, they'll cut it off a little bit earlier, you know, but just depending on how they keep things moving, uh, they're gonna they're also going to slide a couple defensive guys. That, Adon Schuler, Drake Bowen. That's true. Uh, they're going to be there that. as well because yeah, they missed the uh, defensive okay. newcomers thing a couple. I don't know exactly why, but they weren't there. So they're they're bringing them. I mean, there's going to be a lot of guys there tomorrow. So yeah, there are. Hopefully, I can get it all. I don't know how you're going to make it happen, dude. Uh, <laughs> if I'm being honest, I don't know how you're going to get all the audio that you need to get. But good luck. You're probably right about that, but we're going to get Gino and Joe. So excited about that. Gino, Joe, and Sam. Those are the three that you need to get. That's right. And so that means on Thursday's show, our listeners are going to get to hear from those guys. We'll have some some audio, some comments. We'll talk all about some things that we hear at Wednesday's media session. That'll be on Thursday's show, which will be Vince and I. And then Vince and I will also have the Rapid fire show friday because jesse is going to be driving back from cleveland to south bend on friday oh, for a little for a little weekend thing his birthday is coming up in a couple of weeks his sister has a thing uh this saturday 
that uh, he and his girlfriend always come back to town for. So, uh, so that's going to be going on. So, looking going on in the Styers household. Holy yeah. smokes! Yeah, that's right. I got a I got a sweet sixteen coming up that I got to deal with. Oh that, boy! They probably don't call that for boys, but whatever. But this is just your your second six. Oh, that's right. But he, gosh, he is. Six, I was thinking he was a little bit older than 16, but you're, yeah, like he's a sophomore in high school. He's a, he's a young so. sophomore, right? So, because his birthday's yeah. just like Jesse. So, yeah. yeah. So he's turning 16, which means we're on the doorstep of freedom for the driver's <laughs> license, mainly for me. So I right. have to drive him back and forth to practices. Can only imagine what that feels like. It's like, hey, you got practice. You better be moving along. You know, don't get in the car with me. Go do your thing. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Yes, I bet. <laughs> yeah, the the uh, you know you'll go from chauffeuring one to yeah, I mean you're already chauffeuring everybody right now. So well, but he you've got many years until your chauffeuring days are done. Correct, but he requires the most chauffeuring. But... That's true because he's in high school and social yeah. activities and sports. Oh and my goodness, yeah. Everything. And I don't know if I told you, we're just airing out our dirty laundry here. Uh, <laughs> he's got an avulsion fracture. Do you know what that is? What is that? He broke his hip. Oh, man, no kidding. Yeah, so his tendon pulled off a piece of his hip. Mm. And uh, so he is non-weight-bearing for a month, which cuts right into track season, which he was a state qualifier for last year as a freshman. Man, that stinks. It stinks big time. So I was going to say, like, I would think that he might have to miss the whole track season for something like that. Close to it. And if everything goes according to plan, he'll be good to go for the postseason. But, like, everything has to go right right on money. hundred percent and healthy and all that stuff. So yeah. So we'll, I hope things go well. well that stinks. Yeah. Hey, you hadn't told me that. So not everybody knows, but whoops. <laughs> yeah. Who cares about HIPAA? Doesn't matter. <laughs> That's right. Just share it with the world. Doesn't matter. Yeah, no big okay. Deal. So it's mailbag night. So get in your questions. We've got a few coming in here. Got some good ones. Vince, I told Vince to be pre- prepared for baseball, and one of the first questions that came in was a baseball question. We'll get Nailed to that. Nailed it. We'll, uh, we'll try to hit a couple of these football questions first. Who are the front runners to replace well, Brian Mason, Mason as special teams coach? Who would you like to see them hire? I mean, it's pretty much Marty Biagi, right? Yeah, I, that, that's, that's, I've heard like three different pronunciations, so I'm not 100% sure which way to go with it, but it sounds like he kind of came in second last time around when Brian Mason was hired and he's got some gigantic shoes to fill, obviously. And frankly, and I, and I was thinking about this, Sean, on the way home today. I was listening to another podcast. And they, they were talking about this and I feel like Brian Mason had big shoes to fill as well if he would have stuck around because he set the bar very, very high for himself in year number one, right? True. With, with uh, you know the block kicks and you know the, just the single. There's a lot to rankings. live up to, is what you're saying. Not necessarily shoes to fill, but a lot to live up to. A lot to live up to. So even in year two, like I wonder if you know if he would have stuck around. I think we all agree that things would have been really good, but would they have been as good as 22, even with Brian Mason here? I don't know. You know what I mean? That's what so, I said last night that I would like to have seen, you know, kind of basically what you're talking about seeing him stay for a couple of years and see what it looked like over a longer period of time instead of just one and done right you know i mean he capitalized on his one year at notre dame there's no doubt about it i mean he parlayed that into a a job 
you know, in the NFL, which is awesome. I mean, congratulations to him. He gets to go home. His wife gets to go home, which I'm pretty sure that was the deciding factor in that decision. But, uh, <laughs> hey, we we all understand how that works. But, uh, you know, it stinks that he's leaving. But it would have been, like I said, the second act would have been very difficult to repeat, in my opinion. So I feel like this new guy, he's he's being compared to almost mythological, like, standings you know what i mean can yeah. he live up to that that's going to be a big question mark I don't there's even know huge Brian shoes to fill no doubt and you know jesse and i went through all the numbers last night in yeah. terms of what mason did what what uh biagi has done now i'm assuming that's how it's pronounced you know i did a, uh, I've heard like a soft g like biagi i don't know I... we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Now, whatever. I was going to say, now, who whose pronunciations have you listened to? Now, no, no, no offense to our boss, but I've noticed he's really bad. He's, uh-huh. he's not on the DP level, but he's really bad at, oh. at name pronunciations. Like, like even even some names that the rest of you know, I'm not going to call him out on specific names, but he he whiffs on some pronunciations. That's fair. <laughs> that that that's fair. I, I should look it up, like to see if I can find a. A pronunciation guide of course i put what is his, what's his first well name? like i said i found one and it, oh. and it said biagi and that's okay. what i was going with so it's like mr so, miyagi i'll never forget that one now no again it's like you're reading it so it's still somewhat open to interpretation i sure. think 
you know, even when you read a pronunciate, because like that's that's something I've noticed. Like when you do a sport, you know, like women's basketball, for sure. example, oh, gosh, the teams yeah. all in their notes, you know, they're they're supposed to put pronunciations in there. Right. Some of them are just they overthink when they <laughs> when they spell yes. things phonetically, and it's like, well, that's not really how you would write it phonetically, you know. Like it, I kind of get what you're saying, but that's not really how you would write it <laughs> phonetically because it's still the way yeah. you wrote it. There's some interpretation in there. Uh huh. So, that's the worst part about doing any kind of play-by-play, PA, et cetera, is like pronunciations and finding somebody who actually knows what the pronunciations are. Like well, and that's the thing too. Is... Like, especially like if you're doing high school stuff, like you can ask yeah. a parent, you can ask two different parents and they would tell you two completely different things, right? Mm-hmm. Or even a coach sometimes or a player. Like nobody, nobody knows the – so then you ask the kid – and uh-huh. it's like, well, you know, it's this, but you can call me that if you want. I don't. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, that's not helpful, but okay. Right. See, I can get away with it as a PA guy. It's loud, over the speaker kind of a thing, kind of run, run, run mm-hmm. together, you know. And most of the time, people aren't going to understand that you just butchered the kid's name. Uh, but you cannot get away with it when you're doing play by play. You because you say the name over and over again, and it can be very difficult. Right. We always try. We always try our best. Yes. Anthony asks if the Tyler Buckner in the South Carolina game minus the red zone turnover improves in the offseason. Do you still believe Hartman starting is a given? 45 points in a lot of positions in a game at Notre Dame. I would say that it's not a given. Like, I think we all anticipate that Sam Hartman is going to be the starter just because of the situation going out to get him. He's only got one year eligibility. Why would they bring him in? Blah, 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 blah. But I don't think it's a given. I I will say that. I think there is going to be a competition. Now, there's been a competition the past couple of years. I think we've all known kind of the way those competitions were going to go. I think we know how this is going to go. But I do think it's going to be open to some interpretation as the spring goes on. They may name a starter in the middle of spring. We don't know. But I think it's absolutely a possibility because, look, I'm not going to hide the fact that I think Tyler Buckner has the opportunity to be a really good quarterback. We saw a lot of the pluses in that South Carolina, excuse me, in the bowl game. Saw a lot of the minuses as well, right? And if he can get some of those minuses cleaned up, and I think consistent playing time, would do that, right? Then, yeah, I think it's going to be a competition. Again, at the end of the day, I still believe Sam Hartman is probably going to win that competition. My hope is that Tyler Buckner sticks around, has another two years to start, and Notre Dame is just chugging along quarterback to quarterback, right? And then you hand it over to Minchie your car. Like, that's a great succession plan if you're a Notre Dame fan, in my opinion. So I think Tyler Buckner is going to give Sam Hartman all he can handle in the offseason. I do. I think it's going to be a competition. I think it's good, you know, just, just like you were talking about. And yeah, we've, you know, they've had competitions the last couple of years. I was surprised in both cases at how quickly the uh, competition was pronounced closed. So it was a competition in name, you know, how true the competition was. I don't know. Or did they just, you know, think that they clearly saw one better than the other. And to me, you're bringing in a guy with, with all the experience Sam Hartman has. Yeah, you're, you know, it 
they're going to compete for the job. That's what the spring is about. I, I fully expect pretty even reps, I would think, throughout the spring because that's when you can afford to give extra reps and you know and and compare them. Let them run the exact same plays right after each other and see who runs them better. But I still think that even as the guy who is already at Notre Dame, Tyler Buckner is the less experienced guy, and he still has more growth to do. I think that Tyler Buckner has to clearly, clearly be better than Hartman for Buckner to end up being the quarterback. Sure. I, you know, like if it's 50-50 or, you know, if it's fairly even, you go with the guy the ex- with the experience. That's why you brought him in here to begin with. Absolutely. And Crystal actually makes a really good point. I want to throw it up here. She says, oh. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Hartman <laughs> well, I thought had- I was getting rid of the, the other one that we just had. <laughs> You're all good. Hartman has never had a talent like Buckner behind him pushing him. I think that's 100% accurate. Yeah. And if it goes the way we think it'll go, then Tyler Buckner's going to push Sam Hartman to be even better. And, I, and that's a win-win if you're a Notre Dame fan. So, you know, I would also love for there to be something, some way to get Tyler Buckner on the field. And again, we've talked about this 100 times, Sean. You know, that just needs to be a very defined situation so everybody's on board mm-hmm. everybody knows that if this happens then Tyler's coming in the game and then if it something different happens then Hartman comes back in you know whatever it is that way it's expected it's not a well he's not playing well let's get him in for his limited package like that doesn't work in my opinion I want to see Tyler Buckner on the field plain and simple because I think that gives Notre Dame the best opportunity to win so let's see what happens I think there's a lot of options here for Jared Barker. I will say that a lot yeah. of lot. Like of. look at what Brent says. Hartman starts or he's gone. Additionally, we could lose TB12 and CJ Carr. Well, I mean, okay. Well, first of all, if Hartman doesn't start, then TB12 is the one starting. Yeah. And CJ Carr isn't even here yet, so it doesn't affect him in any way, shape, or form. Right. So I don't think one begets the rest. And if they don't name Sam Hartman the starter in the spring, okay they're not going to name a starter until well into fall practice or Sam Hartman's not going any, fall, at like, least a week into fall well, practice. but Sam Hartman's not going to go anywhere a week into fall practice because he's got nowhere to go. Right. So he's right. not going to leave is what I, is, is the point that I'm making. Right. Like if they name, I would be shocked, absolutely shocked if they named Tyler Buckner, the starter in spring. That would nobody nobody's going to be named the starter in the spring. I agree with that completely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Salty buy or sell having a quarterback coach who is also not a coordinator will make Gaduli a more there impactful hire slash promotion than that of Parker, Rudolph, or presumably Biagi. So because he's not a coordinator, just a quarterback coach. Does that make him a more impactful hire than these other guys? Is that he's how not, I'm reading this? He's not more impactful than Jared Parker because Jared Parker's in charge of the entire offense. I mean, it's it, it makes the quarterback coach, the quarterback position coach, I guess, more impactful maybe, you know, because that's his only gig. And I think everybody would be on the same page to say that Quarterback development hasn't been great over the past five or six years. So is it impactful? Yes. I can't get on board that it's more impactful than the offensive coordinator. Yeah, he can have, 
I agree with what you're saying, but he, he 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 can definitely have more impact on the overall development of all the quarterbacks. So if like if Salty considers that more impactful, okay, I can see that. But I agree with what you're saying because Parker is the offensive coordinator. He's going to have his hands on right. everything, obviously. But I do like the fact, you know, whether it's more impactful or not, I do like the fact that now you're going to have a quarterback coach focused on working with all the quarterbacks who doesn't have the responsibility of game planning and all these different things that, that he'll have more time to yeah. work with the other quarterbacks on the roster. So, you know, I, I do like that, whether or not it's, it's more or less impact. I don't know, but sure. I tend to agree with, with kind of what you're saying, because Parker is the coordinator, he's still going to have more overall impact. Because right. of I all mean, the things that he's going to touch. The word impact is the key thing here, right? I mean, yeah. it's he's going to be impactful over the entire offense and not just the quarterback. And, of course, everybody would say, well, if the quarterback doesn't play well, then the entire offense doesn't do well. Yeah, agreed. But the offensive quarter still has more impact on the offense. Yeah. Brent, why would IB Nation believe Jared Parker can exceed expectations from last year? I, for one, am very skeptical says Brent. You think about that. Well, I would say he's got better tools to work with. Number one, he's got uh, a, an offensive backfield that this time last year is more talented than the one that is going to be there this year. And I, you know, a year older, Logan Diggs, a year older, Audric Estime, you know, a, a year older, uh, Joe Alt and, and Fisher, uh, and Zeke Carell, like you've got better talent there. Tight end obviously is a is a drop off, but you've got better talent at wide receiver than you had a year ago. So you've got better talent to work with than Tommy Reese had to even work with. I like some of the philosophy choices of Jared Parker from what I understand that he is about and how he's going to go about teaching the offense. I think it will allow the athletes on the offensive side of the ball to reach their potential faster and at a more consistent pace than the philosophy that Tommy Reese had as the offensive coordinator. It's not about the perfect play. It's about understanding where you need to be and what you need to do on a smaller scale, which allows you to go out and produce. So I like that better offensively and there's better tools to work with. So, yeah, I mean, I like the things that we've heard from Jared Parker, but you know, to the skepticism Brent has, I still got to see it. You know, I don't know sure. if I'm skeptical, but I've got to see it. We just, because we haven't seen anything yet. We, we, we don't know exactly what Jared Parker is going to look like as a full fledged offensive coordinator, you know, and, sure. and that's, you know, again, like skepticism, pessimism, you know, pes pessimistic pessimism. I don't know. <laughs> One of those, like, I, I don't know if I would go that far, but I'm, I'm at the very least, I, I need to see, something yeah and that's why i hope we at least get to see you know a, a couple live practices in oh the yeah spring to get an yeah. idea of what this is going to look like but who knows who knows if we will we still haven't you know? gotten that information and spring practice is right around the corner and so who knows and that's frustrating so vince thinks they're going to hide everything from us and <laughs> come on vince you, you know how it's it's the seventh we're like what 15 days away 
we're still two weeks away. You know, we've gone right down to the wire. You're right. Two days before spring practice starts, that's when we get the schedule. And it's frustrating as all get out because some of us have lives that we need to rearrange in order to Nobody has lives. Come on. What are you talking about? Who has lives? (laughs) What I love is like when you're planning on going, you know, over to practice, you know, you're leaving it. 730 and then while you're driving there you get the email saying it's been pushed you yes. know a half hour right one way or, you know and it's like right. okay great well my favorite and it doesn't affect me in any way but it affects you and pretty much everybody else on the beat is the ones where you get to watch warm-ups and then like five minutes of drill work and yeah. then you got to stick around for the entire practice in order to get audio from the guys that are coming out after practice right but you don't get to watch practice you have to sit in the media room like wow where you go to martin's and right you know, work on it, some notes or whatever just, you know I, I don't know i i realize we got to do whatever they tell us to do and i get mm-hmm. it we, we should be happy with whatever we get but that's annoying yeah on that subject when does spring ball begin and end when is the spring game i believe it's march 22nd i think is the start date in April mm-hmm. 22nd. So it's exactly one month. They're going to cram right. a lot yes. into a month this year. They're not going to spread it out like they've done before. It's going to be concentrated like yep. a can of orange juice. And they're going to go, <laughs> boom, hit you with it. Yeah. Get it all in in four weeks. Looking it's forward gonna, to it. It's going to be very be done, interesting. It'll be done before the draft, which is good as well. Ooh. Because a couple of years ago, you remember the spring game and the draft were going on were the same really? weekend, which was brutal. Yes. I, I haven't been to a spring game in a really, really long time because it usually fell on a doubleheader or something that I had going on for baseball. That's true. I don't have baseball this year, but I, well, I may not have track either. I don't know as a parent, but we'll have to wait and see how that goes. Keep your fingers but, crossed. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Jeff wants to know, popular question last year when Notre Dame was playing a team they should have beaten like a drum what is your confidence level that will actually do it? What will be a question next year, or is that behind them? Well, cause so let's let's do this, Sean. Let's let's turn it into kind of a rapid fire scale of one to ten. Your confidence level that they're going to beat the teams they should beat handily, you know, cover the spread, so to speak. What what are your what, where are you where do you fall on that scale of one to ten? Your confidence level. So for me, I'm going to say, for so for my scale of 1 to 10, my confidence level that Notre Dame is actually going to do what they're supposed to do against these teams. I mean, we're going from Brian Kelly, who beat the teams he was supposed to and then looked terrible against the teams that he wasn't supposed to, that, you know, the, the tougher teams, the top five, the top 10 teams, right? I think Marcus Freeman is going to get them to a place where they should be able to do that. So my, my I'm going to put it at like a six and a half to seven because I still have to see it. And I have not had an opportunity to see that yet. I mean, because I think we can all agree that Notre Dame should have beaten Marshall and Stanford and, you know, and should have beaten them like a drum, as the question says. So oh, it's like a six and a half to seven for me. That's probably where I am. I mean, it's really my biggest question with Marcus Freeman going into the season is, is that a thing of the past or is that yeah. going to be a continuing theme for a year or two? I mean, it held them back from being in a New Year's Six Bowl. If if they take care of those two games that they're supposed to, 
they're playing in a New Year's Six Bowl instead of down at the Gator Bowl. And it's a big difference in paychecks, for one oh, yeah. thing. It's also a big difference in, you know, stature and things like that for your program. And that's it's the biggest question. You 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 beat the heck out of Clemson, but you lose those games. So yeah, my confidence right now, because all we have is is what we just, you know, right. last year to go on and they blew it. So let's see what happens going into the, you know, like people are talking about NC state and, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, like that's, that's what we've got to see. And my, so my confidence is in the same range, right around a six and a half or a seven, just because we don't know. I mean, there's, there's nothing tangible, you know, you're going to go in with a less experienced offensive coordinator. Now that's going to be a factor. You've still got, you know, pretty much the same defense and, and, you know, everybody on the defensive side of the ball. So is, is that going to take a step up? You know, like that's a factor. So that's what he's got to prove. He's, he's got to prove, you know, like the early portions of Brian Kelly's career, obviously that was an issue. Is that going to be an issue for Marcus Freeman? Is it going to be yeah. a continuing theme or is know. that a thing of the past? To me, that's the biggest question, right? It's now. a huge question mark, Sean. I, yeah. I do believe that Notre Dame will compete with the really good teams on their schedule. I do. I believe that. I believe mm-hmm. Marcus Freeman will do a good job of getting his teams ready for those kinds of games. It's can he get him get them ready for the crap for you know that they got to slog through. And right. the first three games of the season are going to give us a bit of an answer to that question. Because yep. they should blow out the first three teams on their schedule. Shouldn't be and if close. they don't, people are going to be very, very wringing their hands and worried. Yes. And if they don't, justifiably yeah, I mean, so. If they drop one of those three games and then like beat Ohio State, it's like Ooh. I don't even know what to believe anymore. Like yeah. I just it you know it'll be one of those kind of things. Then you're an in- inconsistent program, right? Right. Absolutely. In the worst way. In the worst yeah. way. Exactly. Okay, so we just did that one. There was one that I just saw here a second ago. I've been starring like crazy, so you should have some options in there. I'll just go ahead and answer this. Sean, do you do radio or color broadcast for Notre Dame women's basketball? I do. And dash VR. I am the play-by-play announcer for Notre Dame women's basketball. That is I. That is you. I don't know what else I can expand upon. Which is which is why I listen to it on the Odyssey app. And sync it up with my TV and listen to the dulcet tones of Sean Styers and the women's <laughs> basketball team. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I'll go ahead and answer this one. How long Ooh. is it on Schuler supposed to be out of commission? We get to talk to him at the media I session tomorrow. So we will find out. We will have a definite yep. answer for that, hopefully. For yep. You. Yes. All right. You pick one, Vince. Oh, ooh, the power. I'll let you pick one this time. The power, the power, the power. All right, here we go. From our buddy, our buddy Salty Virginia Peanuts, if the freshman wide receivers and running backs play to their potential as well as the O-line and the tight ends, it's a lot of ifs, by the way, Salty, uh, will the most effective QB ultimately be Hartman, Buckner, Minchie, or Carr? Well, Carr's not eligible. He's still in high school. So... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> He's off the he's off the list uh, with that one, but I will say, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that this offense in general 
is going to be more effective with Sam Hartman at the helm. He's going to be able to spread the ball around. He's experienced. He can push the ball downfield. You know, I, I just do. I, that doesn't mean I don't believe in Tyler Buckner. I still believe the offense can be dynamic with him at the helm. But I think for this year, you don't go out and get Sam Hartman if you don't think he's going to be your starter, right? I mean, you just I think, don't. like, if, if, like, to the first part of this, if the freshman receivers and running backs play to their potential, and then he says as well as the O-line tight ends, I think it's because you've got an experienced quarterback who is helping lead them, helping them play right. to their potential. Whereas last year, you had, obviously, a very inexperienced quarterback who was so up and down who did not mm -hmm. allow some of those guys to play yep. to their potential. Like he allowed Michael Mayer to play his potential, but not much else. So I think if those guys are, especially since we're talking about freshmen, if they're playing to their potential next year, it's because they've got a veteran quarterback yeah. who is who's a big part of that. Yep, who brings them along. Yeah, yes. I mean, I, I think I think that's one of the biggest pluses of having Sam Hartman on your team is he can bring those guys along. He knows what it's like. He's been starting for like four years. This is his fifth year, literally, starting because of the COVID year, right? So he's got tons of experience under his belt. And at the end of the day, as much as I like and enjoy watching Tyler Buckner do his thing, because I do, I enjoy him as a quarterback. I really like Tyler Buckner, if people haven't figured that out yet. I think <laughs> sitting out this year and watching Sam Hartman lead and do the things that he's about to do for Notre Dame is going to be better for him in the long run. And he'll be able to be a better quarterback after Sam Hartman leaves. I concur. I, I think that it's going to be a big part of his development. It's something that, yeah. you know, like he had Jack Cone, but he only had Jack Cone for a year. I think that this can really help him. Now, I, I still think that that means he needs to find the field in, mm -hmm. in Spurs. Yes, you know, I agree. Call, completely. Call a package or whatever. He still needs to be on the field to some extent. He doesn't just need to be a true number two right. where he's standing there. They, they need to find a way to work him in to some different spots. Anthony, shocked that you like yeah. TB12. I think he's joking, and I'll I'll take it as joking. Uh, but and I will also say it's TB12 Notre Dame, not the other TB12 who's currently retired. <laughs> right. Um, I'm going to look up something here in a second but in the meantime i'm gonna pick one out or you got here, one here I'll, I'll i'll throw this one in from okay Sean. if it was your first time attending notre dame for a football game how would you go about Ooh. visiting the famous sites well if it was so there's, there's a couple different ways to go about this right so if it's a 330 game let's call it a 330 game because that's kind of the classic start time at notre dame right i mean that's the 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 mid-afternoon, you got to get all morning. I would get to campus as early as possible, okay? And if you don't have a parking pass, you're going to have to get there early anyway to park and walk. I would go in October, okay? Early October, you can see the leaves and all the fun stuff that, that Northern Indiana has to offer for like a two-week period. So I would get to campus early. I would walk around, take it in. Uh, you know, back in the day when I – was on campus i would go and we would walk and listen like people would have their music playing out of their dorm rooms and you could visit the various uh dorms that have food and you know all of those different things are you are you just saying things that i think you're gone again my friend 
<sighs> You're probably saying something mean about me anyway. So Sean's going to go and come back. I would get there as early as possible. Okay. And then I would hit all the sites around and make yourself have plenty of time to, to take in the ambiance and everything else. Don't try to jam it all in. Enjoy it. Soak it up. That's what I would do. You hit the library. You hit, you know, touchdown Jesus. You hit the first down Moses. You do all of those different, hit the, you know, the bookstore before it gets too crowded. You know, all of those different things. I would do as many of those things as you possibly could. And then just walk up and down the tailgating aisles too, because there's going to be a ton of people that are just going to hand you food, hand you beverages, you know, all of those different things. It's awesome. A game day in October on a beautiful day is is just one of the best feelings and the best ways to spend your day. So that's what I would do. We'll see if Sean has something else to say whenever he uh, rolls back in. But uh, I will I will take this one from Breakies, and I think it was kind of mentioned in the chat as well. He says, "Any news on Justin Scott?" There was a post by our boy Sean Davis on the. Uh, board I, I believe he interviewed him after a basketball game um and there's some good stuff in there and so if you're not a member of the board i this is a great opportunity to sign up right here boards.irishbreakdown.com and check out that post because there is some good information in there which i was happy to read about so i would uh i would check that out Anthony is saying to hit the grotto, the basilica, all of it. I mean, just walk around campus and soak it in. I think that's the best way to go about doing things uh, if you're on campus for the very first time, for sure. We got a super chat here from Anthony. Thank you very much, Anthony. Really appreciate that. Says, Vince, say hello to higher insurance rates. Best of luck to your son on his recovery. Thank you, number one. I hope he listens to the doctor and doesn't do anything for the next, uh, I guess he's a week in, so another four weeks, and uh, we can reevaluate and go from there. But the insurance rates thing, I am really not looking forward to. You know, As a reminder, I am a father of five, and so those insurance rates are going to go up and they're never going to come down, basically, because uh, he's my oldest. And he is going to be helping with that, though. He is going to be a part of this. He's going to get a job and he's going to help out and do the things that he's supposed to do to make sure that he can still drive and, and be a functional member of this family. So he will help financially uh, to make sure that things are moving, moving along smoothly for sure. D-Rock wants to know when the portal reopens. Hey, Sean, welcome back. Hey, thanks. I can hear you. Yes. Yes. It's That's like what I was searching for when my microphone went bad. I wanted to make sure it is a first. It's a first to the fifteenth. Okay, is an experience for portal window. Good. So it's not in the middle of uh, spring practice, which is probably a good thing. Right. Uh, for it's after Dame. spring practice, yes. Right. Exactly. So that is good. We were kind of rolling through some of these starred questions. I believe you were chastising me when your mic went out. You're more than welcome <laughs> to go back to that if you would like. Well, it just seemed like you were just saying a bunch of stuff. It's like, like I would go to the grotto for sure, right? Like, I don't know if you mentioned that. I mean, eventually, obviously, you go to the administration building, which is the Golden Dome. 
you know, you get your token picture in, in front of touchdown Jesus, of like everybody does, where you got your hands in the air. And, but, you know, also make sure and get a little bit closer and check out the reflection pool and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, like you said, make sure that you're there. Like later October, mid to late October is the best because the leaves are turning. Yes. Campus, it's like the best this that. town looks all year. I know. I know that's, right? I'm, I'm reaffirming <laughs> what you said. Uh, go to the Knights of Columbus, get a steak sandwich. You know, like ask, just ask somebody, hey, where's the Knights of Columbus? And you'll kind of get pointed in the right. It's it's in the middle of, of one of the quads over there, I think, yep. right? Great so, food. It's been a while since I've been it's there. By the, but, I think it's by the old bookstore. Right? Is, is that it? where they usually do it? I think that's where the uh, night sounds Columbus right. Are. So yeah. I think I'm sure they built a new building there now. That you know, you remember the old, you remember the old bookstore, don't you? That little itty bitty building. That well, I never went in of... there, but I, I remember. No? Yeah, I, I don't know, I know when they built. About I don't know when where they it built was. Yeah. So it might have been before you moved to town. God, that makes me old. Holy, it sick. was because by the time I moved here, you know the, the big, big one. Shiny really? new bookstore was there. So, and that's been maybe I was going there as a kid. I didn't, that's been almost 23 years ago. So, I don't know exactly when they built it, but that's the one that I was in use by the time that. I got to town. So, wow. But yeah, so that, I believe well, you that did is where I through some questions. This queue is almost cleaned out. That's what we do, <laughs> man. Some of them were easy, though. Like, some of them okay. were, were pretty easy. All right. Well, Anthony's got a couple in here. Um, who do you think will be the next men's basketball coach? Who would you prefer? You know, like if this was three years ago, Porter Mosier would be the one I think that everyone would prefer. But, you know, even though his name has come up a couple of times, they ex- Oklahoma's already extended him like through 2028 and he's making really? 2.8 bucks a year. So that's not going to happen another day. I just don't see that happening. Like, I, I just, because again, you're talking contract buyouts and, you know, 2.8 a year. I don't yeah. see I don't see them paying anybody 2.8 million bucks a year walking in the door. I just don't see that. Not a chance. The Not name that I've heard chance. probably the most is the Colgate coach, uh Langle. Okay. And you know, he's won some conference cha- he's won I think maybe four straight conference championships out there taking them to the NCAA tournament obviously. As a result, he's like 45 years old. I could see that being the sort of the mold of who they go after. Somebody, mm-hmm. like I've said before, not a big name, not a household name by any means, right. but a guy who's got a track record of some success, and it's obviously a private school and all that kind of stuff. I could see that being the mold of of who that you know they would go after in this thing. Yeah, that would make sense. I and I I was actually talking to my in-laws last night. We were driving home from the sectional championship game for high school around here. And the, the topic came up. They're, they're season ticket holders. You know, they like to go to all the games. And like, what have you heard? I'm like, nothing. They're all still coaching. And I said, <laughs> what, what's, what's going to happen is, you know, they're going to get somebody from a quote-unquote no-name school. So like a a group of five, a mid-major, school, a mid-major. Guy. Yep, exactly. Yep. They're going to get a mid-major coach. You've never heard of them before. And I was, of course, speaking to my in-law. You've never heard of them before. You've probably <laughs> never heard of the school before because that's what Notre Dame is going to do. And we kind of talked about where Notre, the men's team ranks amongst everybody else on campus. And, you know, obviously it's football. And then in my opinion, it's women's basketball and then maybe men's basketball. If I'm being honest and 
it'll show in their coaching search. That's yeah. how I feel. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's how I feel. Yeah. You know, and I don't know what the approach is to tickets, but, you know, like we were kind of ribbing it a little bit when Mike Bray was having his last home game. <laughs> and, you know, they were obviously selling tickets at bargain basement prices. Yes, I would like to see that. You know, I realize they're not going to – men's and women's tickets are not going to go for the same amount. And, yes, you know, the women's basketball tickets are a lot cheaper than the men's because they're targeting a, a different demographic than they are with men's basketball. You know, they're targeting families and, you know, like, and let's, let's face it, you know, like people, you know, closer to my age demographic and, and that kind of thing, you know, where they're trying to get, but you know, like the family aspect of it uh, from the women's marketing, which really started around 20 some years ago, I think it's paid off. You know, because like a lot of young kids have grown up going to those games. And I think as a result, they become young adults and they still follow Notre Dame women's basket. Now, obviously, the success helps them. Oh, but for my sure. point is, I would like to see the men's, considering what the men's program is, especially right now with the success, I'd like to see them maybe drop those ticket prices a little bit. Now, I don't know what they're going to pay the next coach you know that'll factor into this as well but i've always thought you know if you lowered those a little bit and made them a little less premium you might actually get more people in there on yeah. a consistent basis i'm not you know again i'm not saying lower them to the women's basketball prices because again different demographics and all that stuff maybe bring them down a little bit try to get people there and get them interested in that product Again, because I think that's going to be part of this process is you've got to get people interested in men's basketball again, considering the place to which it has fallen in these last few years. I mean, it's not to the level that it was when Mike Bray took over. Okay. Not even close. It's not. And which is, which is a testament to Mike Bray and what he was able to do. Right. But it's not in a good shape. Like there, there could be almost a completely new roster this time next year. Completely. Because obviously you're leaving, you're losing all the seniors that were there. Who, it's funny. My mother-in-law was like, "How come they didn't honor the all the seniors? Because they did it last year. <laughs> like, right? They've they've they been here so did. long. Yeah, because they didn't know all these guys were coming back. Right. Yeah. They done. They've been here so long that they honored all those guys last year, and they only honored the one guy, which Marcus Hammond, I believe, this year. So mm-hmm. all those guys are going to be gone, and then you've got the possible transfer or or. NBA jump or whatever of, of the young guys and the guys on the bench, like this could be a completely different roster. So this is not going to be a quick turnaround in my opinion. Now, is it easier to turn around a basketball program than like a football program? Yeah, of course you can go get one or two guys, but that's not realistic at Notre Dame to go get those guys. Yeah. I mean, turn a whole program around, they're going to have to go out and get, you know, either a bunch of grad transfers or, you know, see if they can get some undergrad type guy. You know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's because you've got one guy in your incoming freshman class right now. And then you've got all those guys leaving. So someone's going to have to come in and fill those spots unless yes. they're going to get, you know, hold walk-on tryouts and it's going to be a bunch of walk-ons out there. Whew. Man. I wonder if Tom Noy has any uh, eligibility left. He's at all the games anyway. Yeah. Put the chucker in. Might as well. That's right. That's right. 
Chi-Town, any unemployed retired coaches that Notre Dame should or uh, that you'd like to see them hire as an analyst? I mean, I think a lot of people would like Cutcliffe. I mean, he's the one that comes yeah, to mind. I, I don't know who else. one you hear about a lot. I mean, yeah. you know, I it doesn't really matter to me because watching film and breaking down film and all of those different things, that's a that's a that's an art to be honest with you. There's guys that can do it and there's guys that can't and there's there's guys out there that can do it that you have no idea who they are. Well, those are the guys I want. You know how Once again, I think we have lost Sean Steyer's audio and so we will see him go and see him come back, which would be awesome. Brent Smith has an interesting question. He says, where should I search for Notre Dame home game tickets given I live in California? Any possibility Ohio State tickets are still available and how much? Here's what I'll tell you, Brent. They have not even done the season tickets for next year yet. Uh, and like I said, my in-laws are season ticket holders and they haven't even brought given them the availability for those just yet. So season tickets are still available. So I would assume single game tickets will be available just got to call the box office. I mean, they'll sell them to you. The The prices will be crazy, but they'll definitely sell them to you. So they're definitely not sold out yet. That That's for sure. They're definitely not sold out yet. This is so annoying. This is, <laughs> you know, this happened about a month or so ago with Jesse <gasps> and I. So that's here I am. Incredibly annoying. Welcome back. And Derek is right. I was about to make a great point. What, yes, please do. <laughs> what Bill Belichick does, like when he brings in, these young assistants is like he sticks them in a room and has them crunch film. And it's like every, yep. and that's, that's how these guys work their way up the ladder in Bill Belichick, New England Patriot land. Yep. I think like Matt Patricia was a guy who started like that. And there are other guys who have, you know, who started like that yep. and worked their way up. They, they start off as analysts and all they are doing is breaking down every single play of every single game and that is their test you know like yeah. he gives and he he gives them x amount of time you know as is kind of their entry test and see how they do and if they do well they stay on and that's literally all they do all season long is they just continue to crunch film day after day week after week and it's i'm telling you it's an art like yeah. you have to be really good at it and you have to have a passion for it in order to do that day after day after day after day. I don't enjoy breaking down film. If I'm being honest, I don't. I know some people, I had a former head coach that I worked for. He lives and breathes. Yeah. Breaking some guys down just film. love it. He yeah. just loves it. And it was great because he would ask me questions. Like, he could break it down. He'd ask me questions. Hey, do you see this, what I'm seeing? I would look at it. Yeah, I see that. You know, that kind of a thing. Like, I understand how to do it. I just don't enjoy it, right? Yeah. Brian loves breaking down film. My old head coach enjoyed like people love it. They enjoy it. They're really good at it. It it's tough to find those guys. If I'm being honest, it just is. I like the on the field, like coaching side of coaching as opposed to the breaking down of film. Yes. Anthony impressions of the Notre Dame baseball team two weeks into this. It's actually three weeks into the season. Now, what do you expect the rest of the season? Do you have any thoughts on this? I do. I have, I have a couple general thoughts, right? So they're, I believe they're five and four. They Correct. have one, uh, two out of three of their series. I believe off the top of my head, I did a little research earlier. Thanks to Correct Sean. About that. They the lost right two direction. out of three to Lipscomb and then they won right. their last two series against UAB right. and UNC Greensboro. As, as a Cubs fan, I'm always like, okay, just win the series, just win the series. Like that's like the small term, right? Win the series, win the series, right? 
you can't be like that in baseball. Like it's great that you win the series, but there are so few games that if you only win two thirds of your games, that's a problem. You're not going to go anywhere really doing that. Right. Right. So now, if you do it, once you get into ACC play, that's, that's different, that's but more beneficial. Which, I agree. Which actually. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yep. So they start ACC play this coming weekend. They, they've got Georgia Tech down in Atlanta, and they are, I'm very interested to see what they do in ACC play. That will tell me what kind of team this is. They they, they kind of went about things a little bit differently in the preseason than they ever done before. A lot of times they're doing like these one gamer tournaments. You know, uh, they had a tournament in Texas that they would go to. They had a tournament in, in Florida that they would go to. You know, all of these different things that they would do. And it was different than going someplace and playing a three-game series or going to this place and playing a three-game series. That just wasn't what they did. And so this is a bit of an adjustment for Notre Dame and their scheduling and the way that they're doing this because they've never really done it this way before. So now that they're getting into ACC play, they're going to be doing it more normal and what the kids are used to, right? You got a three-game series on the weekend. You got one, maybe two games in the during the week, your midweek games, and then you've got another three-game series on the weekend, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you kind of get into a groove with the way things go. And I think that'll be more conducive to what Notre Dame is used to, as opposed to all these three game sets that they've been doing during the preseason. So it's different scheduling wise than what they've ever done in the past. And so now that they get into ACC season, it's going to be more interesting to see how things go with this team. I'll have a much better read in a couple of weeks on who this team is. I'll just say real quickly, you know, I have no idea what you just said, obviously, but okay. I'm 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 a bit discouraged by a couple things. You know, all we have to go on right now is stat sheets, especially like I'm still right. doing basketball. It's not like we've laid eyes on this team, but right. you know, looking at results and what they're doing, they've got a 179 team batting average through nine uh, games. You know, uh, even in a sabermetrics driven era, that is not good. The team on base percentage is below 300. The team slugging percentage is 283. Um, you know, the the defense has been fairly decent. Um, but, like, as a team, 30 strikeouts and 84 walks. So it's almost a three-to-one strikeout to walk as, you know, I'm not talking about the pitchers. I'm still talking about the hitters. Yeah, like, yeah. last year's team was two-to-one. Now, again, it's still early. But still, that's, like, just the things that – the things that – Link Jarrett taught these guys, you know, like 
the approach is different. We know that. How how different? I don't know. But the other thing that stands out, they've already been hit by pitch 19 times. Woo. And you know, like I realize you go, well, they've been, you know, hit by you know, what difference is that? College baseball guys don't mind getting, you know, wearing a few balls and you know, because you get on base. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Brooks Cutsey is is leading the team with eight hit by pitch right now, and the team has 19. So that's part of on base percentage. You get on base, you don't mind. Um the bullpen has been pretty good. You know, like Jack Findley, I thought would be part of the starting rotation this year. He is still working out of the bullpen, freshman All American, right? Last year, you know. So like, I don't, I don't know. You know, like you you look at those numbers, and they are definitely not the numbers you would want to see for your offense, especially you open ACC play. They're going to Georgia Tech this weekend to open conference play. So. Right. You know, it's where the rubber meets the road, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it, you win, it, you know, like, yeah, I mean, you win two out of three every weekend in the ACC. Okay, now you're in pretty good shape, but like winning two out of three with, with the schedule that they played already, you know, one they didn't even do that, two, right. right? You know, it's again, like, we've seen Notre Dame teams start slow before, but offensive numbers. Lack of offensive numbers is what stands out to me right now. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And and it, the, the bats are going to be the last thing to come around, obviously, early in the season. The problem with college is it's a short season. Like, there's only – it's just like high school. Well, Like, our bats were coming around at the end of the season. But other teams great, are hitting, though. Like, you know, like, yeah, absolutely. they're in those cages, you know. Right. They're, they're inside in those cages. You, you still swing the bat. No, 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 you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. So we'll see. We'll see, I guess. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.